guys, welcome back to the Weeboo Pod. I'm Pat, I have Chris here. Today we want to talk about anime versus manga and what it means to us. We're going to throw in maybe some references, what's coming out, maybe what's ending, and just kind of talk about it because we watch a lot of anime but we also read a lot of manga and I think for a lot of people they're very different. Some people might just read manga and some otherwise just might read, watch anime. It's kind of like reading a book or watching a movie. The difference is there. So we wanted to talk about it. We think it's a pretty big topic, especially within animation and Japanese culture. So we thought we'd touch on it. But yeah, thanks for joining us. Chris, how are you doing? I'm good, man. This week was rough, though. I didn't have internet for like three days and I was doing nothing basically throughout the course of the three days. So this is kind of where my manga binge came in. I literally went to the closest Starbucks, sat there for a couple hours and just downloaded like 300 chapters and just read all the manga I possibly can in one week because you don't watch anime. So there goes my, my homework to do Sunny Boy or watch Sunny Boy. Oh man, tough. I can't watch Sunny Boy. I'm just kidding. I, I actually watched half of Sunny Boy up to this point. So I'm sure we'll get to that maybe next week after I complete it. But besides that, I read a butt ton of manga. Like, I've never read so much manga, I think, in one week or in any time period as much as I did this week. And how was it? Were you, were you reading a lot of uh, running series or did you try to start some new ones that really haven't been adapted into anime yet? Um, the main one I wanted to finish was Jujutsu Kaisen. Cause, or not finish, but catch up. Because I thought it was only fitting that I would catch up on Jujutsu Kaisen if I already read Demon Slayer and they're pretty comparable, right? They have the same or similar themes. They're very popular shonen shows right now. I binge read Demon Slayer about two years ago. So I was just like, you know what? Like maybe it's time I just binge read Jujutsu Kaisen and catch up. Um, I don't know if my opinion on whether like the fact that I like Demon Slayer more than I like Jujutsu Kaisen has changed as a result. But I like Jujutsu Kaisen, Kaisen a lot more after I read the manga, which makes sense because that's exactly what happened with Demon Slayer. As a story, Jujutsu Kaisen, do you think there's more depth there than Demon Slayer? I mean, that's a hot topic, but... You know, this this might offend people, and I, I, I don't mean it to offend anyone, but I honestly don't understand the premise of Jujutsu Kaisen that much. Like, I get it. And Demon Slayer, I'm not saying has a better premise or plot, but sometimes I get lost in like the complexities of Jujutsu Kaisen's plot. Like, yeah, I get there's these like curses that are born from humans and kind of like the negative energy that's there. There's obviously an antagonist that's very clear. But then there's these students that fight these curses and there's these sorcerers that are graded based on their skill set. And that's like all I really know in the end. So I feel like I'm still kind of peeling back at all the layers of Jujutsu Kaisen. But the manga helped a lot for me, like personally, just to understand how the world kind of came about or like how the current situation came about. And maybe that's something they touch in Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie. I just don't know because I haven't watched the movie. But yeah, maybe I'm just a dense person. I just fully don't appreciate some crazy depth to its plot it more so just feels like a top-notch action show to me like there's so much action in it the animation it's not animation the fighting scenes from the manga 
is prime and i loved reading it like i changed my monitor from like a horizontal monitor to a vertical monitor just to read Jujutsu Kaisen so I could see every single thing that's on each page but that yeah I'm just dumb I think <laughs> I mean I can see why some people might might say Jujutsu Kaisen is a bit more complicated uh it's not as straightforward as Demon Slayer right there's a Demon Slayer is a clear antagonist there's a clear protagonist and it's a clear kind of path you can you can see it very early on in demon slayer what they're trying to accomplish jujutsu like you said it's a bit more muddled um not gonna say that it it isn't a great anime or manga i think it's just a bit more complicated because there's a lot more going on than just you know yuji trying to recover sukuna's fingers and just do that because there's that but He's also trying to save his own life. And then there's the relationships with, you know, there's another antagonist in the uh, Jujutsu Sorcerers themselves. So it's not like there's just one demon, per se, that's causing all the problems. So I think that's why the storyline itself can be a bit more muddled. And I think Jujutsu has a lot more uh, filler types where, you know, there's just some other demon that's in some special category that they have to or curse that they have to eliminate versus in demon slayer everything kind of really ties back to one guy right yeah i actually did, didn't even realize that now that you brought it up like in demon slayer it's easy because there's a clear antagonist there's one sole source of the problem but jutsu kaisen feels like there's like 10 things going on like you said like the it starts off in season one with the whole let me collect sukuna's fingers right but then it kind of tailors off to this whole juice to high concept. And then also all these different special grade sorcerers that are in the back scene, I guess. And I guess that's where I'm kind of trying to tie everything together still. But with Demon Slayer, it's a like clear cut like, oh, Tanjiro is fighting this demon who came from Muzan. And that's the like the totem pole. It just ends there. Right. So I think Jujutsu has a bit more depth. And and that's why I think Jujutsu is pretty popular is there's a lot more going on. Um, and it's not as straightforward because I've heard, you know, some hate comments on Demon Slayer that are just like, it's just a straightforward shonen. Like, does it's there's nothing too special about the plot. And I that's why some people don't really like it. And they don't really understand the hype around it. Um, but these are people who read the manga and didn't watch the anime and actually they didn't watch the anime because they said why would i watch something that i read and i thought it was just you know straightforward it was okay but it was just action and i and i got it i understand i understand it but i was like you know anime is a very different beast you know depending on how much the production studio puts into it it, it could be you know a great show or a terrible show it's kind of weird because I know there's going to be a divide for the next however long until the series ends, right? Between Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer. And there's there will be people that like both too, which is totally fine. You don't have to basically pick one side, right? You could like both. That's totally um, up to you and your taste. But it does feel like there's like this like kind of hostility towards one another. But I think that's like kind of warranted. Like they're, they're clearly the ones that are up in the front of the shonen category and they should be up in the front of the shonen category and they're the ones that are kind of this generation's like naruto kind of right where we're gonna look back at this generation the best shonen that came out of it are these two and the people that grew up with there are gonna think that these are the two best 
anime that came out like during the their lifetime um which is totally fair but it's kind of exciting or like something i'm looking forward to to see how this kind of develops and unfolds like as they release each new series each new movie etc there's just always going to be an argument is jujutsu better than demon slayer is demon slayer better than jujutsu did ufo table do better than mappa did mappa better produce jujutsu than ufo table like it's gonna be crazy but like they're gonna be setting new standards for anime that because they're gonna try to one-up each other each time right and that's going to just bring like this whole new like golden period of anime because we saw what the entertainment district did with ufo or what ufo table did with the entertainment district like i can't even imagine what mappa is gonna like come out next with jutsu kaisen and same same with the next season of demon slayer it'll be crazy it's interesting that you kind of bring it up because i mean i don't know how reliable this source is but i was looking into some of the the sales the sales uh rankings of 2021 for manga um and obviously the top two are jujutsu and oh i don't know if that's obvious but jujutsu and demon slayer were the top two in terms of this list and it was a wide margin so yeah i can see that you know it doesn't matter where it's going to take place it could be movies it could be anime it could be the manga but these two are just going to be going back and forth between each other until they end. Um, and, you know, some seasons of Jujutsu might be better than Demon Slayer, but Demon Slayer might be better with the production budget that they've gotten. It's hard to say, uh, but right now I think those two are clearly front runners, like you're saying. And just for some, you know, more granularity into it, Jujutsu Kaisen sold, according to this, 30 million nine hundred seventeen thousand copies in 2020 and demon slayer 29,511,000 copies so these are huge numbers like huge numbers i'm guessing this doesn't even count shonen jump right like jujutsu kaisen is still going through in shonen jump so there's someone has that has to be buying shonen jump and reading it on a weekly basis but this the sales are usually based off the books like the the books that have like five or six chapters or so. That's what I think. Um, but I might be totally wrong. It might include the Shonen Jump numbers too. Right. And and I think it's pretty insane that Demon Slayer is at number two when it ended. Yeah. yeah. So, that I mean, that's what blows my mind. Because Jujutsu is still ongoing, like you say. But Demon Slayer has ended. I mean, AOT is in fourth. It had sold seven million copies. But it also ended. So, I was like, you know, that makes sense. Yeah pretty shocking it's weird yeah it's weird shocking. the demon slayer popularity in japan is like i don't know like i i know D- jujutsu kaisen is really popular in japan too but i don't even think jujutsu kaisen even compares to demon slayer in terms of the popularity the overall scale of the popularity not the manga or like not just the manga but the manga plus the anime plus a movie plus music from it like for whatever reason, Demon Slayer just like has transcended all different categories. Like you see Demon Slayer being referenced not only in like anime news, you see it referenced in like award shows of movies or like music shows of of just like what's the best song right now, etc. Like it's kind of crazy. Back in the day as I was a kid, I used to buy the actual manga books um, because it was just nice to read and, and not like we had computers as kids, right? But nowadays, with the growth in technology, 
I've only read uh, manga online, but it's kind of nostalgic. It's kind of nice to find those old manga books. And I don't know if it's like a an art piece almost, but it's almost like I wish I had some of these manga books because I could, you know, I don't know if I'd display them, but they're just kind of nice to have. I don't know if you feel something similar. I think I still see like a good amount of people that have like bookshelves of manga um whether that be in english or japanese like either one it's kind of crazy because um i was actually talking to my fiance at like a week ago or something she was looking for something to read on barnes and noble site because she was just she likes reading she's always looking for books to kind of kind of just start and she was telling me she was going through like the top sellers of the barnes and noble site and every other book that was in that top seller ranking was a demon slayer manga which is mind-blowing to me that was unheard of right in our generation like if we went to like a borders which has closed now but a barnes and noble site or i guess back in the day like it wasn't even a site right like we had to go in person you wouldn't see manga in the top 10 books or something you would see the harry potters you would see the lord of the rings but you would go to like this back corner, this niche corner that has the manga for like the three manga that gets serialized in English, like maybe Naruto, One Piece and Dragon Ball. And that's basically it. But now like you go on the Barnes and Noble site and the top sellers includes Demon Slayer, which is crazy. So there has to be people out there that are buying these books. And on top of that, again, Demon Slayer's popularity is just completely off the charts, like beyond what we have kind of talked about like who'd have thought that they would even be in the popularity list of a u.s based bookstore <laughs> i haven't been into a barnes and noble for quite some time which is i haven't been into a bookstore in quite some time man and i haven't even read a book in like four years i just read manga but yeah that's actually <laughs> insane that that's legitimately insane um, yeah but Kind of going off your comment, though, like I love having the physical books. I love having it on like the bookshelf, um, like in my room. I have like a really small bookshelf that that's basically serving as like a TV stand, too. I don't have a lot of manga, but I have a good amount. Usually I go to Japan. I like bulk buy and then like I bring it all back. So, But recently I haven't been able to do that. So I don't have like the books with Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, because in the last, I guess, two years or so that I actually read those like they're. I haven't been able to go to Japan, right? So I have like older stuff like Bakuman, for example. I took, I literally got like 35 books of Bakuman, shoved it in my suitcase. And I was just like, okay, does this all fit? And does it not go overweight? I'm just praying that it doesn't go overweight. And I just like, just sent, like brought it back just like that. And I do that all the time. So I have a bookshelf of all those, of those um manga. That's hilarious. I mean, it's so accessible in Japan. Like you can go anywhere and get these, you can pick these up. Yeah, and they sell it like used too in, in bulk, so like in sets, and they sell it cheaper than like you buying each book by itself. So like I always buy it that way because it's just like I could buy 32 books for like less than 30 bucks. I'm going to take it like I don't want to pay the premium. Like right now, I think if you want to get a ship from Japan or ship from like a Japanese bookstore, it's like 500 yen or like five bucks or to six bucks per book. So if you get like 30 books, that's that rocks up like real quick. That's very expensive if you think about it. But I'm sure it's not thought of as 
Is it thought of as expensive, or do people just think of it as like this is what I'm gonna pay to to read and be up to date, like right when these release? I don't know. I don't know if it's like that expensive, right? It's almost like a monthly subscription. Like the books come out once every month, or not even every month, like every other month. So it's not that frequent that some of these books come out. For example, AOT took like what one book for over the course of six months or something. So. It's it's not that expensive, right? And I think a lot of these people like to keep keep them on the bookshelves just to kind of look at and also like look back at what they read in the past, but like have it on the available to them so they could just read it anytime. Would you would you start like a collection or a like a bookshelf? Where I, you I think I would start a collection, but it would probably wouldn't be something that I've already started reading unless it was like the final copy, maybe like the last the last volume of you know like jujitsu demon slayer if one piece ever ends I, I do want that final copy because that's been a journey that i've just been reading for i don't know my entire life i mean it, it, at some point it's just i'm committed now it doesn't matter how bad a one piece ends i'm just committed to the ending if it ever <laughs> ends i mean could, I could, in 20 years i could still be saying the same thing like when's luffy gonna find find his treasure <laughs> It might end when you're like 40 years old, man. That would be crazy, though. Like, if it ends when you're like 40, that means you read One Piece from when you were like five to like 40. Basically, your entire lifetime. I would literally cry, I think. I think I would cry tears. I mean, <laughs> just over the sentimental the fact that it that it ended. Yeah, I mean, I think some of these are kind of worth keeping. And... I don't know. I just like the look and feeling of having things on the bookshelf. Like, it doesn't have to even be big. If it's a manga I really like, I just like seeing it there. Like, I don't know why. It kind of brings back, like, a nostalgia feeling where I was like, oh, yeah, I remember the feeling I got when I read that manga. And I could, like, go back to, like, a specific scene, flip through real quick. And I'm just like, damn, dude, that that just hits. Like, it it just feels when I read, read some of these manga back again. I mean, they, it, it is really different to read manga versus watching an anime. It's almost like finding that that specific scene from an anime that you just want to rewatch and just get hit with the feels. But yeah, I guess for those who don't read manga, maybe some common knowledge is that it does go right to left, right? I think that was one of the first things <laughs> as a kid I was very confused about is why does it go right to left, even in English? Yeah. Um, but it's more because of the Japanese language. Does it yeah. confuse you ever, or is it natural for you to just when you when you know it's a manga, I just gotta open up from the other end. For me, it's natural because I've just been reading books that way. I honestly don't read a whole lot of Japanese books nowadays, and honestly, my reading is like turned to complete shit because of that. I just don't use it enough, and for that reason, I probably should read more manga, like from Japanese sources, to be honest. But it's funny that they actually keep it that way for English because it, it's that way for Japanese because all the books are that way. But in English, like you go left to right, right? I think they just had to keep it that way because of the flow and the sequence of the manga itself. Like it was intended for it to be read from right to left. So if you change it left to right, it almost feels unnatural for it to be flipped that way. Right. You would almost need to flip the pictures around. Yeah, which would be a lot of work <laughs> yeah i mean it's something i have haven't really noticed because like i said lately the past like five or six years or so i'm just reading manga online but i do remember like having that physical book and just having to flip uh with my other other hand and i was like it just was very odd to me i mean 
I was reading right to left because I was used to it, but just the flipping motion just felt unnatural. But nowadays, left hand, right hand, both feel natural because I don't read physical books ever, like at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm the same way. I mean, like I read everything online too. And there's so many like sources for it, right? Like Viz Media is like insane. It's like $1.99 for you to get access to the entire Shonen Jump library. And like... <laughs> like what like a dollar 99 that's insane it it sucks that you don't have the book in your hand and possession because i know there's a lot of people out there that prefer to read not on a screen right on the actual paper like the paperback so in that regard it does suck a little bit but like to have to be able to read every single shonen jump manga that's kind of come and is available for a dollar 99 a month is just like absurd to me it's crazy that like we live in a day and age where (laughs) you can do that i mean i just really like that concept that you know you can publish shonen jump and you get eight stories 10 to 10 stories of volume i mean Mm -hmm. maybe a bit more but it's just cool that you can kind of keep up with everything at once i thought that was always a really interesting concept I, i mean obviously you can't really do that with in america because there's just cartoons there's comics but everything is really sold individually um it's not really a package like that shit those shonen jump or those there's manga i don't know just thought it was an interesting concept that i really i really do like yeah i kind of wish we had it here i i do in the past like i i've read through shonen jump before um there's like japanese bookstores down in southern california so like you could kind of go to them and then you could pick up a a shonen jump like each week or the by the weeks that they they had available and then like read through it each week which is nice because it's almost like you're watching like weekly weekly anime but it's all in one place take the book go home flip through it for the rest of the day and like that's your that's a great value like you just got a whole day's worth of things to read um just for like five bucks or something so i remember i used to do that but it you know you can't always go to the store. You can't sometimes like import export stuff get gets a little complicated. So we don't have that, that as much access to it, but it's a pretty cool concept. I don't know if we'll ever, I don't know, like it'll never be a thing in the U S because now we're just kind of switching to digital and it's just an easier way for these people to kind of reach the global market without like printing a bunch of stuff, which is great too. You know, you're saving a lot of paper and, you're doing the environment a service, so that's a good thing. Honestly, in Japan, do do people get newspaper like how we do in the U.S.? Like how someone physically goes and delivers your newspaper to your doorstep every morning? I actually don't know, but they definitely get like a daily newspaper. But I think you could buy it at the convenience stores there. So I'm not sure if that's the way they do it or they actually deliver it. I want to say they don't deliver it, though. Oh, wait, no, 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 I'm wrong. They do deliver it. There's definitely people that deliver it because um, I think one of my cousins used to have like a like a newspaper delivery job and then she would wake up at like 4 a.m. or something and then bike around the neighborhood to deliver newspapers. <laughs> because I was always wondering, like, I mean, you could put the anime or the manga in the in the newspaper. I don't know if they have an anime section, not like a comic section like we do in the U.S., right? Because growing up, I always used to grab the newspaper and just read the comic section. 
um, before school yeah. every day. Uh, I think there's a there's a couple running cartoon comics that are U.S. based that I would just read, but they're not a story. They're just you know daily shorts that are just entertaining. Yeah, that's true. I actually didn't really think about that either, but I don't think they do have a com- comic session. And if it is, I think it's like just shorts. It's not anime, right? So. I don't know if that's like complicated to do that, but it would have been cool because if you just have that um, on a weekly basis, right, and then you just have it at your in the same newspaper section or the newspaper bundle, then you could just go through each anime. I guess uh, you, I think you also looked up, you know, some of these top anime. So I figured why don't we just go through them, you know, just for everyone who's actually listening. Why not just give everyone the rundown on, on the list that we have? Um, I don't know if it's completely true, but. Um, at least we can go through it, and I think there's a couple interesting ones on that on that list, right? Yeah, you could go through yours. Yeah, so like I said, the top anime of the year was Jujutsu Kaisen, followed by Demon Slayer, and then coming up in third was Tokyo Revengers. So Tokyo Revengers had a lot of popularity in, I guess, Japan. I would say more so than the anime itself. And I think there's a lot lost in Tokyo Avengers versus something like Demon Slayer, which follows the manga a lot closer. Granted, I haven't read all of Tokyo Avengers, so I can't say it for certain, but when I did read Tokyo Avengers, I thought it was more put together than the anime. And I think that's just something that's difficult to do when the anime or the show itself revolves around, you know, a bit of time, time travel and time theory. So I think that mm-hmm. that just becomes a little bit of a difference there. But I do like Tokyo Avengers overall. It's very entertaining. Um, as long as you kind of ignore some of those plot holes, like it's really good. And there's less of those questions in the manga, which is why I like the manga over the anime. Right. And in my list, too, I have the same exact thing. So I have Jujutsu Kaisen 1, 2 is Demon Slayer, then 3 is Tokyo Revengers. My list is kind of from a Japanese website. And Pat's from like a Twitter account. So we're kind of just like going back and forth, right, to kind of bridge the gap between the two. I'm not sure like which one's more accurate, to be honest with you. But the reason why I actually started reading manga this week was I didn't have. Okay, so I I play a lot of video games, right, like outside of my time watching anime and stuff. And I I don't have a video game right now that I want to play. And I was like, fuck, dude, I I have no nothing to fill the time. Like I don't want to watch all this anime because I'm going to burn out just watching anime. And I get bored really quickly. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I need like a, like something to do. And I recently watched Tokyo Revengers, um, which we kind of talked about. But I remember leaving or like after watching Tokyo Revengers, I was like, fuck, dude, I really want to read the manga. Like I need to figure out like what happens. So I kind of went down this rabbit hole, right? I was like, what's the best way to read manga nowadays? Like this media etc but then Viz media like Tokyo Avengers isn't shown in jump so it's not available on Viz media where, where do I need to go Bookwalker, and I don't know if that's like the same experience that like some other people had but Tokyo Avengers was the first show I watched in my recent memory at least since Demon Slayer where I actually really wanted to read the manga after like I was like I just need to read the manga after and if that's like the kind of feeling you get after reading the manga as well, like after each chapter or each book, you're like, oh, dude, I got to keep reading Tokyo Revengers. I could totally see why this is like number three. And 
I haven't read it yet because I haven't found a good source to read it. Um, and I don't know if I want to read it in Japanese or English. I think I want to read it in Japanese more so than English. So that that's definitely on my list. But like for this week, like I just read a bunch of Shonen Jump stuff, but I really want to read Tokyo Avengers. Right. So that's usually how I get into um, reading the manga is I'll be watching the anime if it comes out and then there'll be an episode and I'm just like, I can't wait. Like, they, no, I just can't. I, I got to look it up. Like, screw yeah. the cliffhanger. I'm looking it up. I don't care what's yeah. happening next week. I'm looking it up. That's how I know I'm I'm invested into a show. Tokyo Avengers was one of that one of those shows. And when I did start reading the manga, I was I think that was one of those times where I stayed up to like four or five a.m. And I just said, I don't need to watch the anime anymore because the manga is so good. Yeah. So I really like Tokyo Avengers. Uh, like I said, it's very different. I don't. I would. I would definitely recommend the manga over the anime. I think both are good. I just. I just really like the manga on that one. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I really hope Tokyo Avengers kind of doesn't fly under this like radar in 2021, at least from like an anime standpoint in in the U.S. So, like, we did all those anime award reviews. We've researched our own, right? Like, what's been popular over the last year. Tokyo Avengers doesn't come up that much, but we know at the time when Tokyo Avengers was coming out that there was a lot of people watching it too. So it almost feels like it either got forgotten about or people just, it just kind of fell off a cliff for people or I don't know. It Maybe it just wasn't like that memorable to be honest with you in the end for, for the global audience. But Tokyo Avengers for me, it was like one of the most enjoyable experiences i've had like i really like kind of just like the brotherhood and the interactions between them so i totally see why this is third and i could i totally understand why japanese people will like it too maybe because we're both japanese and then um yeah i hope it does well still in the future yeah yeah you know it's funny uh, just quick quick comment you know on the anime rewards how i think uh especially the crunchyroll ones we we were a bit like we weren't, I wouldn't say unhappy, but we weren't thrilled with, with the award, the awards. Mm-hmm. I was speaking to my brother the other day, and he was like, hey, you see the Crunchyroll Awards? I was like, yeah, I did. And he was like, what do you think? And I was like, I, I basically t- went over our podcast a bit, you know, our comments there. For those who haven't listened to it and want to listen to it, I mean, I think it's a few episodes back. Feel free to listen in on the Crunchyroll Awards. I think there's also the our anime awards. They're very different rankings. But my brother's a shonen fan for those listening. And he was like, oh, it was perfect. I thought it was dead on. <laughs> and I was like, oh man. They, so this is where these this is where these these Crunchyroll Awards come from. It's you. People like you. Which is no problem with, but it just means they only watch shonen. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I'm sure. I know we we've kind of both talked about it, and we feel a certain way. And because of the the Reddit Anime Awards more so than the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, like we've been kind of watching a bunch of more shows, right? Like we watched Skate the Infinity, not because it showed up on any of the awards, but in 2021, it did kind of leave a mark in terms of what it did. And then we saw in the Reddit Anime side that Sunny Boy won on the jury side for Anime of the Year, and that's why I'm watching Sunny Boy right now. You watch Sunny Boy leading up to it because. You actually did your homework and was like very much prepared to talk about it, um, but I didn't. And then, so I'm doing the catch up right now for Sunny Boy. This I guess could be a preview to next week's podcast, but 
my opinion of Sunny Boy, I think, has changed after watching like seven episodes. After actually sitting down and watching it, I actually think it should be in the conversation at the end of the year. And that's probably completely different from what the public views it as because it's it's not something I think anyone off the streets would enjoy. And that's the same for a lot of these other shows that were kind of in the conversation for anime of the year. Odd Taxi, for example, like that's not a show that if I gave to your brother, like he would enjoy, or that's not a show that a prototypical anime fan would enjoy. Um, and that's the same exact thing that I'm seeing with Sunny Boy. So it's just, it's really hard. Cause like you could say it's the anime of the year for X, Y, and Z reasons, but it's never going to gain the traction of the popularity that some of these other shows are getting. It's just too easy to watch Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen and Attack on Titan. But it's so hard to sit through 20 minutes of dialogue of Sunny Boy and dissect every single sentence that's being said in it. Yeah, I I mean, we can save this for next week, but I, I even after watching it, I I'm still confused. I'm I maybe I'm just I just don't have the brain for it, I think. I'm too much too much uh trained by shonen I just couldn't follow it. You'll have to you'll have to give me the rundown next week. Yeah, I mean like we could talk about it in more detail, but like to put it in perspective, the way I'm watching Sunny Boy and which is why it's taking me a long time, besides the fact I lost internet, is I've had to basically rewatch every single episode like twice. Like I would watch it and then I would pause it and be like, Wait, what the, what the fuck just happened? Let me rewind another like three minutes to go back to what what was being said and like re read in subtitles plus listen in japanese like if there's a difference in 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 the translation too like like what is kind of like causing the gap and also just like what i need to interpret from both sides and like it's taken me so long because each episode basically takes me like an hour to watch essentially to just like just get i guess like the experience that i want from sunny boy which is insane but I don't expect anyone to do that, right? Like, not a typical anime fan would do that and just keep going back and forth, back and forth, hitting the pause button just to watch one show. Yeah, it it's it's super deep, um, and we and we can talk about it next week. But yeah, it, it's not an easy watch. I think for those who are considering it. Yeah, I totally agree. So, all right. Anyways, we could keep going down your list of manga. I, it's a preview, I guess, for our Sunny Boy discussion next week. All right, so I guess jumping into more shonen. Number five was My Hero Academia, which I've had many people say they love. Wait, your four, your four was AOT, right? My four is AOT. That is correct. Okay, got it. So five is My Hero, very close to AOT. But again, AOT. I mean, it wasn't released the whole year. I understand why it might not be up 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 in the rankings. Number six is One Piece. I think that's again nostalgia. I think the people who've been buying One Piece, they're still gonna be buying One Piece. Nothing wrong with that. I think it's always going to be there in every year going forward until it ends. Actually, I think yep. the year it ends, it's probably going to double or triple. Number <laughs> seven is the one we're really looking forward to, Chainsaw Man, at 5 million mm-hmm. copies. So that one's going to be big. I haven't read it yet. I'm I'm really just waiting for the anime. I don't want to spoil it for myself. So I don't know if your rankings actually read it. also have it there. Okay. How did, I mean, Do you want to yeah. give us you know, a one or two liner about Chainsaw Man? Good, not good, top ten. Yeah, my so my ranking's the same in that Chainsaw Man is at seven. I think my five, four, five, six is a little bit different, so we could go over it afterwards. But I read the first fifty chapters of Chainsaw Man. I'm still reading the remaining 40, 40 chapters or so. 
my the thing with Chainsaw Man is it's really similar to Jujutsu Kaisen. Like it's very very similar to Jujutsu Kaisen because Demon Slayer um started with demons, right? You're fighting against demons. Jujutsu Kaisen went with curses. Chainsaw Man is devils. Like there's very much a correlation between three, right? I don't know what more, like what the next shonen is gonna be about. I don't know, like what's the next thing that comes from devils. I don't know, but super action packed, a little bit dark, a little bit more gory than I think Jujutsu Kaisen or Demon Slayer was, which is saying a lot because I think Jujutsu Kaisen is a bit gory. It sounds uh, like it a just, Tokyo Ghoul. Then. Yeah, it does feel like a Tokyo Ghoul. Like really, I could see the animation being more grotesque than than Jujutsu Kaisen, but. It's really entertaining. I don't know if you like the main character. He's kind of like a degenerate, to be honest with you. So you might be like, what the fuck is this guy? Because he, he almost more so resembles like the mindset of the Mushoku Tensei like main character. Uh, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but I think everyone is going to like love the show because it's so close to Jujutsu Kaisen. And, but I can also see people not liking it because it's too like too much r-rated stuff like it's too out there to some to some degree right right all right well i mean it's supposed to come out in 2022 so i guess we'll see then and i should preference my list by saying this is a sales ranking not i guess not doesn't necessarily mean favorite ranking yeah so I guess uh, really close to Chainsaw Man, coming in at number eight was Spy X Family. I know you started this one. I haven't started it, but it is coming out very soon. So I think yeah. this is, has a lot of hype coming in because of the popularity that it has as a manga already. Yeah, this might be a bold statement or a hot take, but like during this week, I read Jujutsu Kaisen, all of Jujutsu Kaisen to catch up Chainsaw Man up to a certain point, and think like 75% or 80% of Spike's family and out of the three I read I actually enjoy Spike's family the most and it's it might be because it's more so closer to the genre that I prefer um it's like a bit slice of life a little bit like I don't know it's like a little thought-provoking the concept is really interesting and it's hilarious it's so funny it's I, I don't know if I've read a manga recently, or I don't know if I've read comedy mangas in general, but I like literally sat there while I was reading, probably at Starbucks and where I could get Wi-Fi. And I was like laughing to myself. So everyone probably thinks I'm fucking insane for doing that. But like it made me laugh out in public when I like don't normally do that. And it's so clever. I think people love the anime. This is like definitely the sleeper pick of like sneaking in for like anime of the year for sure because we're we're in a year where shonen is just dominating right. Um, Spike's family is not really a shonen; it's more like a family family show. So it's it's gonna sneak into a lot of people's favorites, I think. All right. Well, thanks for giving us that quick rundown. I mean, I'm excited for it. I think I want to start reading it, but I do want to watch the anime a bit first as well. Yeah, I don't know if it's, like, something that you have to go out and read on your own. Like, maybe, maybe after you watch the anime, that's what you do because, you know, it's going to end at a certain point. It's just really well made, even as a manga. Like, the writing and, like, the cleverness of it, it's it's really funny. So, I hope that translates through in the anime. But the anime is being produced in a joint collaboration between Wet Studio and Cloverworks. 
which is really interesting. Um, so I hope they like execute it to a T. Cloverworks kind of has been on this like tear, especially with my dress up darling being so popular in, in this season right now. It might even be more popular than AOT, which is like kind of crazy to think about. Like I, I have like a lot of faith that they'll do it correctly. Yeah, I mean, most likely they're not gonna drop the ball on this one. Not not something of this you know caliber. I I wouldn't think that would happen. Yeah. All right. Well, let me round out my list by going through the last two. Both last two are have been running for quite a while. Uh, number nine is Kingdom. I actually haven't seen the anime. It's rated, I think, an eight on my anime list i haven't seen it i don't know if you have um but maybe i haven't i haven't watched the anime i should start watching it i don't know there's a lot of stuff i need to watch i hadn't really heard too much hype around the anime itself but i mean the manga's still running it's still seems pretty popular so maybe in the free time i'll try giving that one a little read but kingdom's interesting so I haven't watched the anime, but I've watched a live action movie and it's the best live action movie besides Ruoni Kenshin that I've watched. And the plot is so interesting in the live action. So I don't know why I haven't watched the anime. It's a really, really good plot premise, like character interaction situation. So I, I'd suspect the manga and anime are really good too. Yeah, yeah. I can see how especially the manga would be really good. Um, but okay, yeah. In number ten, different genre. Glad to see it. Haikyuu. That one's not a surprise, but Haikyuu is very popular in Japan. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like Haikyuu's still like running at the top. <laughs> it's just a likable. It's a likable show and story. It's hard not to like it. I mean, we have a friend who doesn't read or watch anime, and they just said Haikyuu was so good. It's like surprising that it's not something that's like kind of fallen off like from the top 10 sales list just because not not much has gone on for haikyuu in a little while right like i don't know if there's anything really haikyuu anime wise i was released in 2021 so like when that happens usually like you lose a bit of the traction new stuff comes out but there hasn't been a sports anime like a new sports anime maybe or manga sorry um in a while so maybe besides like blue lock which is like a soccer anime so maybe that's why there's still like a lot of people reading it or maybe it's a female crowd too i don't know if the manga is ongoing every week i don't know if it's a once a month type manga or you know every every week there's a new new uh, chapter but like you said it's very popular i mean whenever i was going to Japan. This is I go of course this is two years back. I would see Haikyuu keychains everywhere. Like everywhere. Yeah, Haikyuu back in the day, I think like two, three years back, was had to have been like the number one selling like product off of an anime. Because there was just so much goods and products that were from Haikyuu. I'm sure Demon Slayer is kind of gone above and beyond that now, but at the time, like Haikyuu was was really really popular in that sense. Was Haikyuu on your list? I mean, was, what's the differences that you had for some of these um, like, top ten? The the ones that are included in my top ten that weren't in your top ten is World Trigger. I don't know why that's in there. I don't know what show this is. This is like an isekai show, so I'm I'm just gonna ignore it. But Promise Neverland. 
and I think uh, the time I re- got reincarnated as a slime. I could see cases for all three of those. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what this is, like, based off. I thought the time I got reincarnated as a slime was actually a light novel, but I didn't realize it was a manga. I thought it was a light novel, too, that got adapted, but I've been reading the manga, so I'm not actually sure which one's which. Okay, maybe it is a manga. I I just have no idea. I just assume every single isekai at this point is a light novel in my head. Speaking of Reincarnate Slime, they released this week that there is a movie coming out. Which, I don't know if movies are the new thing, but based off the artwork that, you know, the current anime has, it's probably going to be pretty good and very entertaining. I mean, the trailer came out and it was a good, it was a good watch. It was... Maybe not as hyped as some of these other trailers, but based off the popularity, I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty popular as a movie. Is it a continuation of the story or is it like a side story? So I read the manga and I haven't seen this arc before. Maybe, so oh, I, okay. I haven't read the manga in maybe about half a year. I Maybe I need to catch up. So I'm not sure if this is referencing the manga or maybe it is a light novel. But it says that the author is uh, the original light novel series drafted the film's new story. Okay. So I think it is a light novel. Yeah. And I think the author of it decided to create this film. So I don't really know much about it because I don't read light novels. Yeah. That's interesting. I guess like they're going to just keep the series continuing as an anime series and then, you know, just rake in some money when they could where they could. Yeah, I mean, it has a lot of popularity, so I can see it. Yeah, it's probably the most popular isekai, right? It has to be. It... Or I guess Mush- Mushoku, maybe. Mushoku? Yeah, Mushoku. Speaking of Mushoku, right? That just got a, a, a second season announced, I believe. Yeah, I think when they announced the second season of Mushoku, a lot of people were like, what? Confused? Because they thought the last season was the second season. I thought but that it's, like, too. Technic- yeah, technically like season one, core two. <laughs> it's like the whole Jujutsu Kaisen thing. So I, I don't know what kind of defines like the separation between the seasons anymore. We've just gone from seasons to cores, I guess. Right. But, There's for sure going to be the second season, part one and part two. I mean, yeah, guaranteed with I would, Mushoku. Yeah, I definitely suspect that. It's I don't know how the Mushoku story plays out because I just haven't read the original source. But I'm hoping it kind of keeps like the same level of quality throughout the show. Like if I hope they're not like rushing the season two and then losing some of the production quality that they've maintained in the past. Right, right. Well, Mushoku, I would say Mushoku is probably a bit more popular than Reincarnated. Um, but it, again, it might be geared more towards an older audience versus I think Reincarnated as Slime is definitely anyone can watch it and enjoy it yeah it's definitely close definitely close but yeah i think overall i mean manga is a pretty big industry in itself it's huge i mean i was looking up some stats and like this entire industry grossed about 675 billion yen that's about 6 billion us dollars for those listening um which is a crazy amount of money for a comic i don't know if comic is the right word but you know this industry i mean it's been growing every year and i can see it not 
stopping versus like something in america i think paper has really gone away towards digital like everyone has been buying kindles and reading books online they've been you know just everything has been digital in in western culture these days um even the news newspapers but manga in japan just seems to be growing regardless and digital sales increased 20 percent in japan but i don't think that attributes to this this huge number um i would say it's probably half and half right in in japan right i think it's like i don't know if this kind of goes back to our conversation about how japan's a bit slow in terms of adapting things or maybe they just want to kind of keep manga as like a paper back thing i don't know right um like especially for some like streaming music they're so slow on that even streaming tv so slow they for whatever reason just don't want to kind of switch to these new ways of i guess or new platforms or entertainment platforms and i don't know if manga will kind of completely switch over to like being a fully digital thing eventually i feel like there's a part of them that wants to kind of retain that paperback form yeah i think eventually they're gonna have to switch to digital to some extent i mean i think digital uh what grossed about 3.5 billion last year according to this article i'm reading which i mean that's a majority over over the paper or the physical copy but it's not as it's not as skewed as i would say the u.s is and yeah. I think there's some nostalgia to like walking into the bookstore in Japan or walking into a coffee shop and just reading manga, like the actual book. Yeah, I think they're going to try to retain it as much as they can, but there will definitely be like a switch to digital. I do think a lot of people read it digitally on like trains and stuff now, which wasn't a thing before. You would kind of keep the book and then read it on the train as well. Now you could like read it through your phone. So there's to some degree the convenience of, of switching to digital, but I do think they're going to try their best to kind of retain the paperback form. Do you prefer reading manga more than watching anime or do you actually prefer anime over manga? I prefer anime because it's, uh, it's easier. I can just sit back, drink, eat, especially with manga. I hate having to scroll and flip. You know, if someone was doing that for me, I'd probably enjoy reading the manga, but I just hate oh having to like click and and scroll and then I get ads and I'm like, oh, this is triggering. So that's why I like reading the anime until the anime ends on a cliffhanger and I'm just sitting here like I need to know what happens. Like it doesn't matter what time of the night it is. It's like I got to keep I got to find out and I'll start reading. And once you open up that first chapter, that's that's where you walk into the abyss and i think everyone who's been in that situation knows exactly what i'm talking about where you can't stop clicking the next chapter yeah i think i'm i was the same up to this up to this point and i don't know if i'll stay the same but i preferred anime over manga primarily because it's just easier to digest you don't have to read just more energy right that you have to expend on reading and i do like kind of the animation the music and the score that you kind of get from the anime anime experience versus manga but after reading spike's family and hearing certain things like the manga from komi can't communicate didn't translate as well to anime as people thought it would 
and they think like that manga is superior. I do now feel like I need to read more manga in order to see kind of bridge the experience almost where there's pros and cons to to both sides and some shows are just going to be better as a manga than it is an anime and like just kind of appreciating that experience more because I haven't read that much manga just to read the manga unless there was no anime for it so like instead of just using it as a way for me to find out what happens next, like with Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen, I feel like there's some stuff out there I just need to read just because I want the manga experience over the anime experience. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are different types of experiences, right? At the very root, it just kind of depends on your mood, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's probably fair, especially because like Sometimes you just want to go into that monkey brain state and not have to use your brain. So then like anime is just way easier to digest in that sense. Um, other times manga is effective in that like you actually save a lot more time reading manga than watching anime because you could get through the same amount of chapters in a manga um, and probably half the time that it would it would take in an anime format. Right. I think maybe we're just monkey brain people. Didn't get Sunny Boy. Don't like to watch anime. Yeah, but, I don't know. But yeah, I think the time the times uh factor of it is very important. Like you can definitely get through a lot more plot and get more detail in that plot with with manga. So that's the nice part for sure. Yeah, I mean like it it took me like 2-3 days of like reading, you know, outside of work to basically get like three more TV series out of Jujutsu Kaisen a full season of Chainsaw Man and like a full season of Spike's family. So like that would take me almost a week plus, right? Just to watch an anime. So in terms of saving time, it's like, it's very effective. Right. Yeah. And that's in the time aspect. I think that definitely is a big, big factor there. Okay. Well, I guess going forward, I mean, we'll keep everyone updated on maybe some of these journeys. And I'm probably going to start either Chainsaw Man or Spyx Family uh, eventually. So it'll be nice to compare those two against the anime, especially when they come out. Um, but yeah, any other topics you really want to touch on? I think there's some, some big things that kind of happened in the anime world recently. One of them, we were kind of talking off the podcast, but I totally forgot about this, was Funimation merged into Crunchyroll, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, thank God. Finally. That took way too long. Yeah, what do you think about it? I guess like we're both happy, right? <laughs> I'm 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 happy. I I was watching a I don't know if Noragami was always on Crunchyroll. I think it was a Funimation, but it got moved over to Crunchyroll with the with the change. And I started watching it because I was like, I rewatched it and I was like, oh, I, I really like this show. And I was like, but why is there only dubbed on Crunchyroll? And I watched like <laughs> three episodes dubbed and then I was like, I can't do it. I tried. And then I went to go look up the subbed version. <laughs> but overall, I mean, I'm glad that it's all on one platform now. It's, it's just easier that way, I think. Yeah, it's just so much easier, right? Like to have all your anime on one platform, it's almost unheard of. Like I can't believe we've kind of got to this point after all these years. Um, 
I didn't. I never really thought that this would happen. I just always thought there would be a divide: Netflix, Hulu, Crunchyroll, Funimation, etc. But the the merging kind of makes the whole experience a lot better. I hope like I think one of the things that Crunchyroll kind of missed out on in the past is a lot of these. I think movies weren't on Crunchyroll, and like there's things that on Funimation that just is not on Crunchyroll because Funimation always retained the rights. So. Something like more movies will be kind of nice to get on Crunchyroll down the line. Yeah, I definitely think it'd be nice. It's just going to be nice to have everything in in one place. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the, better. the better UI. Like the UI and Funimation needs to never be seen again because that was unfixable. Yeah. I think that's what the that's what Sony realized is was it, is it Sony? I think it's Sony. Yeah. I don't understand how you can't fix a UI, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> We will look past it. Now we could just use the Crunchyroll beta version, which is great. And I just hope they get a smart TV app for Crunchyroll. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why it's still Funimation. I mean, I guess that app is dead now, but I I actually yeah. bought a Chromecast just so I could watch Crunchyroll <laughs> on my smart TV. But yeah, Crunchyroll used to have like a smart TV app, but then like this, they discontinued it for whatever reason. So now we just have to kind of revert to Chromecasting for it. I think it's because the the smart app crashed a lot. It would crash oh, okay. a lot, right? I mean, we experienced that many times. I think there's a few other things too in terms of like recent news. So Spice and Wolf just got a announcement saying that they're going to do like a revamped version of it. Which is crazy. I think Spice and Wolf came out back in like 06 or something. 06, 05. I don't remember. But it's one of the first anime I watched. And it, I remember it being really, really good. And I still think it's really good. So I'm hoping this like revamp version will more so be like a Fruits Basket revamp, right? With Where Fruits Basket got a new edition and it did really well. So I, I suspect the same thing would happen with Spice and Wolf. But I hope they don't like they understand that and they don't like completely drop the ball because if they drop the ball then everyone's perception of spice and wolf is going to be that's bad when the original is fantastic the original spice and wolf is really good for those who want to go back and watch it i mean it's really entertaining it's just like that was that was one of the agree one of the first ones i think i watched as well but i think you had me watch it i think that's how that that one worked but that one was really good i remember it being really good i haven't seen it in a long long time Maybe it's a time for a rewatch before the uh, revamp comes out. Yeah, I don't remember when I watched. I probably had watched it almost over ten years ago, which is kind of crazy to think about. But it was a, it was just a really well made like slice of life kind of show. So looking forward to a revamp. So that should probably be coming out. I I would guess like twenty twenty three. Right. I think in yeah. some other news, um, there's a new Pokemon trailer for those who haven't seen Scarlet and Violet. Go ahead and watch that. Let us know what you think. That one's going to be... I'm actually surprised how many Pokemon have been coming out lately. This one looks cool. This one looks kind of cool in my opinion. I'm hoping it's good, but like Arceus and uh, BDSP. Was it BDSP? Yeah, BDSP was um, not the greatest. These open worlds just... They're not doing them right. (laughs) I don't know. Like the, The thing with the Arceus open world is that it's not really it's not open really that, world so that's what they're supposed to be doing with the new violin scar it's supposed to be really open world but i mean we'll see how much really open world it is the the other piece too is that it's like i didn't like that in rcs they completely removed 
all the elements of a traditional Pokemon game, like the fighting and the gym leaders and yeah, I guess like the training that kind of comes from it. So that part was kind of a curveball. Like I, I don't necessarily think Arceus is a bad game. I just was expecting more from it. It felt like an unrefined open world game. Right. Yeah, I, I completely agree agree with you there. It did seem unrefined. I mean, I personally don't like Arceus too much, but I haven't gotten to the shiny hunting yet. I'm still trying. I'm still trying to push through it, but it's been tough for me. It's been tough. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if, like, you lose out on a lot by just skipping out on Arceus, to be honest with you. Like, Scarlet and Violet, if I had to guess, is just going to be a better version of Arceus anyways. But, I mean, you have to wait, like, a year for it. It would be interesting, though. I don't know what Nintendo's plan is around this, but I did they say when Scarlet and Violet are coming out? It's supposed to be fall of this year it's the end of 2022 i, I know it's that. always november right maybe november yeah maybe november yeah i feel like it's always november that they release a pokemon game but breath of the Wild 2 is supposed to come out 2023 right uh i'd have to go check on that one but all i know is i need to start playing the switch some more yeah, I'm pretty sure Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out 2023. So we would essentially get like back-to-back open-world games. I would assume Nintendo spaces that out. But I don't know. Like if they release like Skyline Violet in November and they release Breath of the Wild 2 in January, like Skyline Violet's going to get like a two-month play for me and that's it. It ends there. Yeah, yeah. Once Breath of the Wild comes out, I think Pokemon is going to lose all traction. Yeah. So hopefully they kind of time that perfectly. But I just want Breath of the Wild too, ASAP. Yeah, I mean, they've done a pretty good job just releasing, you know, packages over the years. You know, just to, to keep, you know, people at least aware that they're still working on Breath of the Wild. I think that was a smart play on them. Is really just add in these like little extra, you know, quests or dungeons that, that people can do. Yeah, I just need new games, man. Nintendo has not released a good new game in a long time. Well, speaking of games, I mean, I know you're not really a turn-based game player. I am. I played a lot of Square Enix games. Bravely Default, Bravely Second, Octopath. Square Enix is coming out with an Octopath prequel, I believe. Um, but they're releasing it on the smartphone. And it's supposed to come out really? in 2022. Yeah, it's called Octopath Traveler Champions of the Continent. I was never a mobile game player. But now that Square Enix is coming out with my favorite uh, series <laughs> in mobile, I see no way I don't start to play it. But it's free to play with optional in-game purchases. I don't know how they can make in-game purchases there. But I hope I don't end up spending all my money. What I suspect Octopath Mobile to be like is... Have you ever played like... Ah, frick. Was it called Brave Frontier? I have not played that. It's like an RPG. It's not JRPG, but it's an RPG where you get these units and you like fight them against the... the Not the slimes, but like the monsters. And you oh, could okay. Do, basically, you could fight it on your own. Or you could just like auto fight where your units will just like auto fight the monsters for you and you don't you literally don't touch the phone phone. So it's like farming for you, right? That's what I'd suspect it to be, because Octopath is like 
It's grindy. You, you like, it's grindy. Yeah, it's like a grindy JRPG, like pixelated, um, very like indie feeling. So I suspect it almost be like you have like a gotcha pool to try to get your units and then your units, you use your units to go not in like a, maybe in like a turn-based uh, fighting format. And then like you could auto automate that if you want. Yeah, so I think this mobile game has actually been out in Japan for a while. But, I mean, I don't have the Jap- Japanese Play Store, so. I don't know how it was taken in Japan. I have to, I'm actually going to look it up. I only found this news out recently that it was coming to the North American market this year. So, I'm going to go look up some trailers on it, I think, later in the week. Yeah. The one last piece of news I had on my end was finally 86, or 81, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> is uh is coming back on March 12th, a couple days from now, with the end of their season. So we can finally get the conclusion that we've been all been waiting for. I haven't even watched like the last six or seven episodes or whatever. So I, I need to catch up before then. So yeah, that was all I had. Um, any any other information you wanted to share? No, I don't think so. I think the the last thing is just um. Someone pointed out to us on our Skate the Infinity episode that there was a lot more elements to skating that we are not we were not aware of. Apparently there's something called downhill skating. So we learned a lot just from someone just telling us like what what it is and just making us aware of like the different elements of the skate skating culture that was kind of depicted in it. I think I honestly appreciate comments like that because obviously it's just us two on this podcast. We're not looking up every single thing that we could possibly look up. We're obviously going to say something that's not fully accurate sometimes. So like I rather have people just tell me like like that we missed something. So I I mean, if you want to leave comments on our on our YouTube videos just to let us know or just to give us thoughts on what we said, like we're happy to respond to anything that you say there and yeah it's just kind of nice to get that response just so you know yeah i think the feedback is just really appreciated i mean it's just nice to hear it yeah definitely i really like the interactions like i felt like that's what we intended when we kind of started our our like social channels from like twitter uh, patreon youtube instagram like we wanted more feedback and interactions with the community so like even like pointing out like we missed something on a podcast or saying like you like this episode like something like that goes a long way so really appreciate i think i don't know what the person's name is it's just as guest on youtube but really appreciate that person for pointing that out to us and like kind of communicating that and also i think we've had a few other comments here and there on our other episodes so thank you to those that have kind of commented and provided us some fun feedback and insight in terms of what you like for anime Yep, agree with everything Chris just said, and we hope you guys keep listening. If you guys have any other comments, yeah, feel free to just let us know. And until then, I guess we'll see you guys next week. All right, peace out, weeboos.